You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Oh, hey, what's up, bro? Can you hear me? What's going on? Yeah, hey, can you hear me all right? Yeah, yeah, I didn't wake you up, did I? No, no, I've been up for a little while. <laughs> uh, How long I'm, have you been home? I'm, a, I'm an early dude. Um, I got home Monday, basically basically Monday morning, Sunday night, late Sunday night, Monday morning. Uh, yeah, I guess you weren't in that crazy of a time zone being in South America, but for some reason that travel like when we've come back from south america and brazil i'm still uh, like jet lag for some reason <laughs> yeah it will it's it's weird because it's four hours ahead um yeah exactly and and just that extra hour feels weird being yeah man you know because i guess we're i guess it's from being used to traveling to the east coast when it's three hours but just that extra hour is is throws it off throws it off completely yeah i guess that's so. true especially when like you're we're like in the morning people you know what i mean so yeah yeah um yeah. how's it going buddy how are you man good man we uh we got home like like i was saying like monday morning and we went back into rehearsals thursday um for a show on sunday like a benefit so, yeah, you know, had a this couple is, days off and went right back to it. Man, you guys are busy with Miley Cyrus, huh? Yeah, just it's it's busy enough, but not crazy yet. Um, she, you know, she's now that things have picked back up, she's just been kind of making up for the shows she was supposed to play. And then and I guess and then some quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, there's Dude. only a couple more for the year and then um she's working on a record so she's going to go back in and finish it finish it up i see i see damn well i'm i'm glad you made it back safe bro i mean i saw your post like that's crazy you guys oh, like, yeah. did you have to make an emergency landing i mean i mean i guess like what happened dude that's insane like seriously <laughs> yeah well where were you um, flying you know from and two and like what what was the deal sorry go ahead no no go ahead go ahead i was because i was just gonna well i was just gonna say at some point if you want i'll send you a picture of like the uh, the radar uh screen or something i don't know exactly what the proper term is called but uh-huh um i guess this is the weird one of the weird things uh i guess you can follow the flight by the uh airplane number on the tail yeah mm-hmm. flight i didn't tracking. see i didn't know it. Flight tracking, yeah. yes, that's what the word. Yeah. 
and I had no idea um, because, you know, a couple of the wives and the girlfriends had the flight, the wing number, and were tracking yeah. the flight throughout the whole trip. And sure. then even, even like, super fans were doing that. <laughs> because when we landed in Paraguay, they they were waiting for it, for the band, <laughs> which is crazy. crazy. So, essentially, you're going to be giving a field report now. And um, mm-hmm. if you can set up the story, because essentially, if if I'm not mistaken, the plane was struck by lightning, right? Yes. Yeah, we had we had definitely had wing damage, so that was damn. You know, that okay. happened. <laughs> so this is a field yeah. report on you flying. Were you flying um, to Paraguay to play a show with Miley Cyrus, yes. and the plane was struck by lightning? And so you had to make you had to make an emergency landing. Is that correct? Yes. So um, yes and no. Well, yes, pretty much. Um, we were flying. So we had we were in Bogota, Colombia. Uh, okay. Flying from Bogota to Paraguay, um, and so we're you know it was a I want to say it was like a four or five hour flight, mm-hmm. and you know the whole flight's fine, and I and. I want to say like the last hour and a half, uh, the pilot, the captain gets on the, on the speaker and just tells us, Hey, um, we're flying toward Paraguay and there's a storm, like a lightning storm. So we're not going to land. We're just going to kind of circle around and wait for the storm to kind of pass. And then we'll, and then we'll land. And so, Maybe it was longer than an hour and a half, but I, at some point, uh, my friend that I was sitting next to, he's sitting next to me, and he and he just kind of looks over and says, hey, we've been up here for a while. And it was funny because right, right as he said that, the captain gets back on the on the speaker again and, and says, hey, yeah, so the weather's not on our side or something like that, and so we're going to go 150 miles out. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, so I in in it's crazy because right as he said that, we were already feeling a little, little bit of turbulence. But right as he said that, it's like when I noticed the flashing, like you could see the lightning, just the bright flashes, and uh, and then I don't know when we were actually struck. I mean, I think I know because it felt like uh, you know the Fourth of July shows at the end. Yeah. The, the end part where they have those big blasts that you can actually feel. Yeah. That's kind of what it felt like. Um, Damn. And Did I know it, it started the, right, the left side of the wing. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I, I, <laughs> it was already so turbulent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we were already in a lot of turbulence at that point. Cause on the, on the radar, the, the flight map or whatever, um, the, from what it looks like we drew, we flew right into the storm and then still in the storm, but circled around it to get to where we had to have the emergency landing. I see. Um, so it was kind of crazy that we were flying, still flying in the storm, but that was the kind of the only route to take where we had to kind of be in the storm, but right outside on the same time, kind of right at the border line or of it. Yeah. And then go around and land 150 miles outside of Paraguay. And, um, we uh we landed 
and the airport that we landed at was in the mi- literally in the middle of a jungle. And <laughs> yeah, I want to say it was around 11ish, 11 p.m. So there was nobody there. They had to call emergency, like maintenance people in somehow. And we we had you know people there fixing the wing. I mean, they put the speed tape on it, which is what they I guess what is a normal thing because another a, a friend of mine told me the speed tape is rated at 700 miles per hour or something, and it's uh-huh. it's like crazy expensive parole. Wait, what, the speed tape was already on the wing prior to the flight or afterwards? Afterwards, because they, they because we had to land we we had to land and uh, when they were, when the plane was getting inspected, they saw the damage and yeah, there's a picture. Miley got a picture of it and posted it on her what is it Instagram, so you could see Crazy. the whole. <laughs> on so the can wing. we? Can we? Yeah. Can we go back a little bit to when you're on the plane? Like at that moment, yeah. did you were you not aware of the plane being struck until you landed, or was there this moment where there was a flash or a bang or anything that was way closer than the other ones, or was it already so turbulent that you didn't actually know the moment when the plane got mm-hmm. struck and when things were going wonky? Well, like the turbulence felt. It, the, that little jolt that, that I was saying was felt like the firework. Yeah. Um, that's the only time I felt it felt different than the turbulence. I see. So I see. that I actually felt not in my body, but in my body, just like a fire that, you know, those end that end firework thing, um, that feeling. Yeah. And because the turbulence just, you know, we're all used to the turbulence. I mean, it was a lot of turbulence. Don't get me wrong. Uh, right. But just feeling that part is when I'm pretty sure we got actually struck. Um, I see. That's crazy, man. So, Oaks, go ahead. Keep going. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to ask, like, what were you doing at that time? Were you already kind of stressed out? So you were, like, listening to music or watching a a movie? Or, like, what exactly were you doing? What was your vibe at that moment? (laughs) Honestly, I wasn't doing anything. I um I wasn't watching or listening to anything. I I it 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 I think as weird as it sounds, it didn't really phase me. Um, so you were because, just sitting there, deep in thought, looking forward, literally just existing on this plane ride. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, because I, <laughs> I I I we were already in the air. Almost, we're assuming we were uh, going to be landing soon. And yeah. And these are, uh, so I, I was sitting there and I'm sitting next to my friend and on the armrest, you know, there's the drink holders, like the little drink, that kind of space for your drinks. And yeah, once we hit the first little bit of turbulence, I just kind of looked down and I saw my coffee cup slide a little bit. I had like a coffee cup that was about two, uh, two thirds full and it slid a little bit. So I kind of put my hand there to block it from kind of spilling, you know, sliding over to his side. And then yeah. as soon as we hit like the first drop, cause there was a few times where the plane dropped. And yeah. as soon as we hit that first drop, I it just kind of reaction. I grabbed the coffee cup and I put it in my, in my left hand. Cause he was on sitting on my right side at the window. And I just kind of, kind of played a, not a game. I was just kind of like keeping the coffee cup from spilling onto him. So that was yeah. kind of fun. I just kind of wow. 
was doing that. I guess people thought it was weird that I was kind of laughing through it. <laughs> I no, I think, think that's a weird. common way of dealing with it. Um, we played a college show at um, University of Wyoming once, and so we all had to fly to Denver and then catch, uh, obviously, a really small plane from Denver to Laramie, Wyoming, I think. And so mm-hmm. we were on this small, like, 30-seat plane, and it was just us and Real Big Fish flying out to oh, wow. University of Wyoming. Um, I think Slightly Stupid played also. This was a while ago. So I think it was RX, Real Big Fish, and Slightly Stupid. Um, mm-hmm. We were on this flight, and it was some of the worst turbulence we've ever had. And, you know, a lot of the people that fly, I think they already know how rough landings in Denver can be just because of all the hot, dry air and the fact that it's so high up. You know, they talk about it often. Yeah. But this flight to, you know, Wyoming, it's what, maybe 50 minutes, 45 minutes or something? But mm-hmm. it was some of the worst turbulence I've ever experienced, you know, like our own almost famous thing. And, like, our bass player just was laughing maniacally the whole time. And I was, like, white-knuckled. <laughs> and I don't even get that stressed out. But, um mm-hmm. There was a Navy SEAL on our flight going back, too, and even what? he looked like he was tripping. Yeah, he was, like, the only other person on the flight with us. And uh, When we got there, we asked the pilots, like, so you do this flight often, you know, like, you know, out of 1 to 10, how bad was that turbulence for you? And they are like, it's probably a 9. <laughs> like, man, because there was some legit, wow. like, Goliath at Six Flags level drops, you know, like roller coaster level drops yeah. on that flight, like multiple ones, and like those are the only ones that really freak me out. Like moving side to side, yeah, drops, chill, but ah, drops in a plane suck. That sucks. Yeah, the drop, the drops are weird because it's that weird feeling in your stomach. Yeah, it, yeah, and and but I mean, yeah, it's. I just kept looking at my coffee cup and I was like, yes, I didn't spill. <laughs> Were you drinking black coffee? Yeah, yeah. It was just, you know, just straight black wow. coffee. I would look in there and kind of cool. Well, it's probably um, better because you guys were flying private, not commercial. So you can actually drink the yeah. coffee. So makes sense. Yep, yep. It's good coffee, too. <laughs> so I was glad it I did. I bet it was. Cause I, yeah, he kind of he. My friend was stressing out a little, so at some point he kind of looks over and says, "You should just drink that so it doesn't spill, <laughs> just to make him, <laughs> just to, just to keep him, you know, I, you know, just to keep him calm." I was like, "Okay," so I just drank it. I, I just I actually pounded it. He's like, uh, "I'm I'm fearing for my life. The last thing I need is to worry about your stupid fucking coffee. So can you please drink <laughs> exactly. that so it doesn't spill exactly. all over." <laughs> Uh, did you eat anything on that flight prior? A little bit before that, yeah, because they were, they were serving some meals. They actually served meal. They served meals, uh, you know, like, uh, well, like on an Yeah, I figure five hours is, five hours is long enough, even flying private to have some meals, some food, you know? Yeah. I think we had some good, pretty good, like, I think it was kind of a spinach blend slash, uh, some kind of. It was a it was it was a pasta with it, it was kind of like a pesto style, but it wasn't pesto. Cool, that sounds tasty. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it was definitely one of the more odd, but in a, in a good way experiences. Because I've never um, flown uh, private on a private charter. Did you actually play in Paraguay? 
No. So, yeah. So, uh, that's also crazy too, because when we, when they told us that there was a lightning storm and then, you know, right there, because we were, like I said, an hour or so out. Um, and then we landed as soon as we landed, uh, at that airport, they, they, text messages started going out and coming in because, uh, you know, Miley had posted that, you know, that we had wing damage, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> and then there was a people already, cause it was a, it was the same kind of festival circuit. So the, it was a three day festival in Paraguay. Uh, um, Foo Fighters at the time were already there. And so Miley had been talking to actually Taylor at that time because, mm. because of the storm. Yeah. So he was, yeah. you know, he was talking about how it's a crazy storm and the people that were on site, uh, what happened was the actual, the festival got flooded out. So that day got canceled. And I think it was on a racetrack, whatever, wherever the festival was at, it was on grounds where it was on, you know, the, just the foundation was, you know, you get two feet of, you get in two feet of water from what I heard. And that foundation is just going to sink. Um, so that day that we landed that day's festival got canceled and we were just mm. waiting for word for an update for the next day, which is the day that Miley was supposed to be playing. And they announced an official cancellation for the entire festival the next morning around 10 or 11 AM. Damn. So, so what did you do? Just chill. We sat there for a, a long time, <laughs> a couple two to three hours, I think. And you mean at the airport itself? itself? Yeah. Oh. We were just sitting there because we had to wait for the wing to get, uh, well, we had to wait for the maintenance people to show up first, uh, assess the damage and then fix, and then basically fix the wing. And then, yeah. And then as soon as we got clearance, we, uh, just went headed straight to Sao Paulo, which was the last show of the, of the run. So you went straight back to Sao Paulo and that was for Lollapalooza? Yeah, not not straight and, back to because we started. So the routing we started in Argentina. Uh, we started in Argentina. Oh, and then Chile, and then uh, Colombia, Bogota. Then we were supposed to go to Paraguay, and then end in Sao Paulo. That's kind of brutal. You literally zigzagged across South America, back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> that's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the beginning the beginning was crazy too because we landed the morning we landed, we had to go and load in and do a line check slash sound check that later that day, oh, and man. then that this was in Argentina. So then we had show day in Argentina. We had to hurry, we had to rush to pack, load out, pack and load out after the show in Argentina to catch a three a.m. flight to get to Chile because that was the one flight that we didn't use our plane for. Man. So you had to get to the airport to catch a commercial flight. You're saying, yeah, it was another private charter, but Lollapalooza, uh, Lollapalooza chartered this plane. Like I see. And so it was basically a bunch of bands that were on the tour. Were you, were you like helping turnstile out at Lollapalooza or were you, did you just catch their set? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I told him beforehand, prior when we all knew we were going to be there. I was. I just said, I'm. 
I'm going to be there, and I'll I'll be watching your set. So if you guys need anything, I'll help out. Oh, and, cool. Did you, you know, end up good, for them so. at all? No. No, not really. They're they they were already set. I mean, I I, I set up Franz's bass because he he was saying it was a little sounded a little tweaked. So I checked that out. Um, and then they played their set. Yeah. So you know, they're pretty self sufficient. So as yeah, you know, just kind of made sure they were good. And then they just started their set and let them go. And so while they were playing, I just started filming because I'm trying to learn the. I'm trying to learn how to edit, film and edit video and cool. film stuff. Very yeah, early man. on. That's mm -hmm. really cool, bro. Well, I'm glad you're alive. I'm glad you made it home. And now you're back home in your cozy corner of Orange County. Yeah. Good old, beautiful, quote, unquote, beautiful Garden Grove, California. Holding it down, bro. Um, yeah. So what's next that you guys are doing? Obviously, uh, you just you just told me that there's going to be a halt in the whole Miley thing for at least a week, right? Yeah, yeah. We well, um, we so we got home Monday morning, let's say, and we started rehearsals for uh, a um, a benefit concert. That's it's a part of Steven Tyler from Aerosmith's uh, foundation. I believe it's called Janie's Fund. Uh, okay. Yeah, actually, a friend of mine. Let me look that up because a friend of mine told me she had a, she had heard of it, uh, of, about it, and it sounds pretty cool because I had no idea because I don't you know I don't just don't keep up with Aerosmith. Uh, but yeah, who does? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't really kept up with them in forever. So again, who does? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's called Janie's Fund. And um, what happened was we started rehearsals on Thursday, so two days ago. Uh, we rehearsed yesterday, so around, I want to say around 3 o'clock p.m. Miley was supposed to show up at 2 uh, yesterday to go over the songs with Steven. Um, and around, I want to say, 2 or 3 o'clock, uh, Stacy, the drummer slash musical director, pulled the band up to the dressing room, kind of sat there and waited, didn't know what was going on um, until we started getting text messages cause, because uh, Miley had put it on her Twitter that she tested positive for COVID. And so she wasn't going to be able to make, she's not going to be able to make the show, which is on Sunday. And cool. yeah, so, but she's doing okay. And, in place of her uh, is Jesse J is going to be singing uh, her songs. And then Steven the Tyler band. is still going to sing. Yeah, yeah, because the band so, is still so going to be So then you guys are still doing everything you were going to do. The show goes on for you as normal. It's just going to be Jesse J singing instead of Miley. Yes. It's, and Jesse's not going to be doing any of the duets with Steven as scheduled. There was originally a couple of songs where they're getting Miley and Steven were going to be singing together. I see. Yeah, so now Steven is just going to play with the band, I believe, two songs, and then Jesse J is going to do a small set of Miley songs. And that's um, tomorrow, you said? That's on Sunday. Yes, tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, because this it's is at Saturday. Hollywood Palladium. It's just two uh, old Korean bros talking on a Saturday morning. So tomorrow yeah. at the Palladium. Oh, well, so then you just going to chill today? 
before because you probably have to get to the Palladium pretty damn early tomorrow, right? Yeah, because we're going to be rehearsing. Uh, she's going to be rehearsing with the band, so we have an re- early rehearsal so they can just get you know comfortable with the songs that, that she's going to be singing. You're going to do a 13-hour day at the Palladium, eh? <laughs> I know. I know because the set, I, don't, I believe the set isn't even until 9 p.m., 10 p.m. And what time are you loading in, like 11 or 10, 10 or 11 a.m.? No, well, we've already loaded in. Everything's there. We just have to start. We the crew has to get there at nine nine a.m. Uh, you still have to be there at nine. Damn. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I cause that because I think the band is getting there at ten. Damn. Yeah, well, I guess that makes sense. So they're gonna. I I don't know how many songs. Yeah. What are you going to eat? Yeah, oh, the pound, catering? The foundation. Probably. You're not going to... I mean, there's not... I mean, there's good Thai food around the Palladium. You know, you got that Hollywood Thai. That's really good. Oh, yeah. But yeah. The, you'll probably just stick around the Palladium. The Dude, yeah, don't go to I don't really, Jack I don't in ever... the Box. Come on, bro. <laughs> it's, it's... I'm so used to Jack in the Box, though. <laughs> What will you get? Like um, a jumbo jack, two tacos, and curly fries, or what? Uh, the, always the two tacos. Um, sometimes I'll do that spicy chicken sandwich with cheese. Uh, sometimes the egg rolls, which are pretty good. Oh shit! So I haven't had Jack in the Box in twenty-three years, probably. But I definitely used to eat a lot, and my shit was definitely the jumbo jack, two tacos, and curly fries. Or mm-hmm. ultimate breakfast sandwich and curly fries. I can't believe I oh, would the eat ultimate, that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A lot of Taste times good. when I want to just eat light, and and not like Jack in the Box is light, but when I want to eat a lighter lunch, <laughs> I get you get I the get jalapeno poppers. Breakfast jacks. Oh, oh yeah, breakfast jacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when I want to eat light, I get the jalapeno popper. <laughs> Yeah, when I'm on a diet, <laughs> I'll get jalapeno poppers with ranch. Well, if you're going to do all that, you should go to Jack in the Box and then go get the ranch from Denny's right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You know who has real good ranch is McDonald's. Do they? I don't think I've ever had their ranch. Yeah, but they just I have their know own that. now. Cause... What's oh, up? I see. I, I know that Denny's ranch is really good. Danny's Ranch is good, yeah. yeah. And then um, McDonald's for their it's weird. McDonald's for their salads, they used to use. I don't know if they still do because I don't eat salad. <laughs> they they use the Paul Newman's one. <laughs> oh, they use Newman's uh, dressing. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, there's something about it I just didn't ever like. And uh, but now they have their own in those little sauce packets, like the size of the barbecue sauces. Yeah, and those are really good. Those are really good. Did you eat? Did you eat Pau de Queijo at the Brazilian airports? The what? You know those little Brazilian cheese bread balls? They're everywhere. Oh, of course, yeah. 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 We had, we had, uh, we had, when we got to Sao Paulo, we had three days off, you know, because of the, we didn't play Paraguay, so we had an extra day off, and we just hit barbecue. We went to barbecue two days in a row. I was ready for a third day, but nobody wanted to go. I like what what's awesome about eating 
churrascarias or costelarias in, in Brazil is just a awesome and legit selection of side dishes. Because when you have it in mm-hmm. America, it's just kind of budget, and all the side dishes are just afterthoughts. Yeah, and yeah. But you go there and you see they're just as important as the grilled meat, you know? And so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, especially the polentas they make down there and stuff. Oh, it's so good. It's fire. Oh, those are so good. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They yeah. have this. The one we went to was, the one we went to, it was called Barbacoa, Churrascaria Barbacoa. Okay. And they had this killer, like, octopus salad, kind of, you know, so, a lot of chopped octopus. And uh-huh. I don't even know, but it was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I mean. And the cheese bread, that cheese bread, they kept warm, which was amazing. It is amazing. It's just like, I don't know, constipation has never been so glorious, you know? Yeah. As, yeah. as those cheese balls. But um, I love that shit, man. Uh, eating there is cool. I don't, I don't think people who have never been can understand kind of how big and gritty of a city Sao Paulo is. Cause like yeah. before I went to Brazil, like I had this notion that it was still like a Rio type town. And then, you know, you go there and you're like, this is like Berlin <laughs> or like, yeah, that's a good Frankfurt. call. I never thought of that. Oh, that is bro, a good it's call. so like that. It's like literally like as concrete jungle as concrete jungles mm-hmm. get when you get to Sao Paulo and like going into the city from the airport to like the city, you're just like this traffic and this is just gnarly, you know? Yeah. The traffic is worse than is is pretty, it's probably worse than it is in California. Bro, we come from Southern California. I mean, I'm not from there, but you know, we're Southern California people. So when Mm -hmm. we say traffic is bad somewhere, it is monumentally fucked, you know, like Tokyo traffic, Barcelona traffic. Oh my God. Oh, oh I don't God. even remember. <laughs> uh, that's particularly bad. But um uh what are you gonna do the rest of the day then if you got the day off? You got work to do or are you chilling today? I I actually do have a little work to do. I'm trying to um get some stuff done for the Taking Back Sunday, upcoming Taking Back Sunday shows and tour. Uh because I go right I go from this and I ha and I start doing some, some just kind of regular maintenance, I guess you could say, on some of the Taking Back Sunday gear. Um, cool. So, so yeah, so I've been ordering some things here and there, and and making more arrangements to get some things so I can have it ready and you know start working on it for because they have the summer tour. So you know how summer is. Yeah. So are I you guys just have, doing it? I just full, want to have it ready. Full on style for like five or six weeks, bus and trailer, just going out there, pirate ship. Yeah, two months. It's gonna, yeah. They they're opening for, yeah, eight weeks. They're opening for Third Eye Blind from June to August. Oh, okay. That's a that's yeah. some shows doing some work. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing that, and uh, but they they actually have a show before that at the end of May in Alaska. So that's cool. You know, you guys are going to got, Anchorage to play. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, right. it's a place called, I've never been there, but it's a, a venue called the Willy Wah. That's some Alaska shit, bro. I don't even know what yeah. that is. Nor- I don't even Northern know Northern exposure. No yeah. yeah. I mean, I, my favorite television show, time. but never heard of no Willy Wah. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely uh-huh. looks like Northern exposure, too. <laughs> <laughs> like that town, Anchorage, I 
can totally see. I mean, they if if they didn't film Northern Exposure in Alaska and Anchorage, they definitely got the set right. <laughs> they filmed it in. They actually filmed it in a town in Washington, Sicily, Alaska, and Northern Exposure. Um, it's actually filmed in Washington, and you can like go really? there, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's my my favorite show, so I'm super nerd about all yeah. that shit. But yeah, um, yeah, that's that. But I won't talk any more about it because it'll just make me <laughs> even more lame. But <laughs> um, no, I love that show. I, I yeah, I, I do love that show. Dude, that show is amazing. Pretty, pretty regularly. Yeah, yeah. The writing on so that good. show is freaking incredible. Like people don't even yeah. understand. But um, thanks for the field report. Thanks for checking in. Yeah, You're in the middle Thanks of a bunch of me. stuff. Um, next week, let's hit some Peking Gourmet when I'm done. Yes. Yes. We need the, the, steamed, the steamed dumplings and the jajangmyeon. And we need jajangmyeon, Dave. We need jajangmyeon to eat. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right, bro. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Thanks again. Enjoy your day off. Have a good uh, show tomorrow at the Palladium with your favorite band, Aerosmith. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly man. right. Thanks uh, for having me. Thanks a lot for calling. Yeah, man. Uh, it was good talking to you. Have a good day, and I'll talk to you later. Yeah, I'll talk to you next week, right? Yep. I'll, I'll hit you up when I'm down there. All right. Cool, man. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street.